Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. <laughs> Is that you or me? <laughs> You're up, babe. Well, it must be you. That was me speaking. That was you speaking. That was me. Hey, guys. Well, it's Dave and Melina. We're here, and we are going to – well, actually, we're here, but there are uh, another – was there 12, 13 of us in the studio today. We're going to do something totally different. And what did you say you're going to name this podcast, honey? Uh, I didn't say I was going to name it something. What did I say? Oh, spill the beans. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you showed me the paper. <laughs> <laughs> so now you remember. <laughs> so spill the beans. So here's what we've been doing. We've uh, we we've been doing these podcasts now for I guess we we just learned about eight months. And they've sparked a lot of questions. And so those questions, we've, <laughs> we've been piling them up. And there's literally tons and tons and tons of questions here. We've kind of put them into some different categories and different stuff. And instead of Melina and I answering every single one of these, we've got um, in the studio a whole bunch of people from the club. And I'm not going to go through and introduce all of them right now as we, as we jump through questions just for the sake of time. Um, we'll just speak up and, and let you know who's answering and so forth, or I'll go to them. But the there's no way we can get through all of these questions in one podcast. It would, we'd be here for hours, and I know several of us have appointments and homeowners to meet with and different stuff today, so we'll do our best to um, get to some of the most pertinent ones or quickest ones or maybe the most common ones. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing is there's, there's always a, a certain thread inside of each question yeah just asked a different way so there's there's several of them so we asked we asked at a a recent uh, club meeting and if you're listening to this podcast and don't have an understanding what i mean by club meeting and so forth you know new wealth advisors club is just that it's a real estate investment club and it's now a club that uh well we meet man it feels like we meet all the time um but there's always something happening every every week the two weeks we've got whether it's a, a mastermind meeting out in Orange County or L.A. or San Diego now, Riverside, or an actual club meeting. You know, we meet every month. And um, one of the things that's happened now is as we've gone live and we're starting to stream all of our training and our meetings, it's, it's pretty cool, like the the excitement of, of just doing that and um, seeing all the different questions that are coming in. Um, it's great for us because now we see where – you know, whether it's people that are hung up on different things and need some direction and some guidance as they're learning to run their business and and whether it's a new person or an experienced person, um, it's made it pretty cool. So I'm just going to kick it off with some running down some questions. Are you cool with that, honey? I'm great with that. Okay. I like the view. You like the view? Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) You look like a golfer. I, I'm pretending to be a golfer. Oh, you actually look like one now too. You have like all you have just that golf, you know, kind of look. Do it's I? Pretty sexy. It's yeah, pretty I awesome. like it. Mm-hmm. How about if I put on my golf glasses? Let me see. Mm-hmm. No, I no. like to see your eyes and those those golf glasses on top of your golf hat with your golf shirt looks pretty golfy. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, you know what the most common question I get asked, and I don't even know, if, you know, everyone always asks us, "How did we meet?" Should we share that with them? Oh, that's a that's really a great idea. Hmm. Yeah, you like that idea? 
Do I like it? I love it. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for a little bit later. Yeah, let's, that's let's, a good let's, idea. Let's, let's stay on topic. Yeah, here. yeah. All I right. Mean, yeah. So, biggest question. Um, by far, I get like like all the time, um, and this one is gonna. We're gonna start with John on this one. So I got John and Celine actually sitting back here, but a very very common question that we get is like how do I do this? Whether it's I'm thinking about joining the club, I'm thinking about getting real estate and, or I'm already a club member and I'm trying to, to manage my time. But how do I run this business when I have a full-time job? I had a full-time job. I got kids. I got this, I got that. And, um, John and Celine would, would you mind maybe answering that for us? Absolutely. Good morning, Dave. Um, I mean, for me, the biggest thing that, that I found was, it is a it is a sacrifice. It's it's a huge commitment to what it is that you want to do. But at the same time, for whatever reason, it came very naturally to Celine and I. We, we we just decided we wanted to become real estate investors. We we had the three jobs between us, the three kids, and you know we just went out and did it. We put every ounce of effort into spare time, part time, as we always talk about, and just being as consistent as possible in driving leads, driving leads, and. Yeah, we work seven hours. Oh, sorry, seven hours, uh, seven days a week. You know, every spare hour that we had, but it was because we saw that ultimate goal of one day becoming a full-time investor. And, and so, I don't, I don't remember when we we actually had you guys on a, on in the studio a couple months back, and you guys were sharing those are those are three full-time jobs you really had. Yeah. So Celine was. I mean, she left at six thirty in the morning and. She maybe had a couple of hours through the day that she had spare, but then she was not coming home till, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock at night. She worked six days a week, uh, sometimes seven. And myself, I had my you know regular nine to five day job, and then evenings and weekends coaching soccer, and you know, so we pretty much worked seven days a week anyway. And we, you know, we just made the commitment to add this to what we were already doing. <laughs> so I heard two things in there. I heard sacrifice. Yes. And I heard commitment. Yes. And I I was I would like to ask you a very specific question. Can you give an example of one thing that you had to sacrifice? Cuz I think people use that word like, oh, I'll just yeah, it's a sacrifice, but like give an example if you could of something specifically that you can remember you had to give up in order to go after this. I think probably one of the biggest sacrifices we had to give up was there, there was spare time, you know, all the spare time that we don't now have. You know, we, Celine and I, we used to enjoy a lot of spare time, a lot of downtime of, you know, chilling out, you know, watching TV, going to the movies, playing Guitar Hero. You know, these are some of the things that we enjoyed <laughs> as, as a couple together. And, you know, we had to say, hey, you know, this is not as important as what it is that we want to do. So we gave up a lot of free time. At the same time... I think the, you know the biggest challenge was just being consistent in driving forward that goal. We knew what we wanted, so we we just had to go. Yeah. So wait, are you saying that with um, three jobs, working seven days a week, you still had spare time? <laughs> we all have spare time. Mm. You know, we all have spare time. It's just that we, you know, to even now as a full time investor, I feel I'm crazy busy sometimes, but. <laughs> You know, truth be told, we all know when we sit down and daydream disappear off for a few hours and time gets away from us and, 
you know, it's it's taking that extra commitment to show that you can actually go do it. We play golf. We play golf occasionally, <laughs> yeah. And we go to Disney. Yes, we definitely do Disney. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I following up on on that. If you're listening to this and you're whether it's you're in, in the club now or you're listening to this considering this um, one of the things that I've done in the past with some mentorship groups is I've had them actually account um, for every 15 minutes. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, you remember doing that, John? I do remember. So, but every 15 minutes, you basically you, you hold yourself accountable. So, what am I doing in the last 15 minutes? What did I accomplish? Right. And if we all start breaking that down every day, and you realized how many 15 minute blocks of time you waste, you'd find out. I waste a lot of hours, not only on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis. And, you know, when you set that alarm clock and you go to bed at a, a particular hour, you know, you can start to see, and well, here you guys are, three jobs later that you've been able to quit and, and have the free time now, that that sacrifice each day, that built the business, that allowed you guys to become entrepreneurs. And I think that's a really big key um, to anyone listening to this. It is a sacrifice. And, Oftentimes, this question, I think, comes from people that are really comfortable. You know, I don't know if you guys in this, the rest of the studio would would get that when you talk to people. But I often get that question from people that I look at them and I go, in their life, they're comfortable. They're just comfortable. There's enough money in the bank. They've got a job. And things are okay. And you guys saw that, you know, life, you know, in the future wasn't going to be okay with three jobs and someone else raising your kids and you know you weren't okay with that so um i think that's great uh, i appreciate you sharing so you have something to add christian i just have a question for john because i speak with a lot of new students and they have you know full-time jobs and the biggest thing i tell them is to look at their schedule and actually define if it's going to be door knocking, if it's going to be every Monday or Wednesday, you know, specific time slots, because I know for me in my business, I have specific times I call sellers. I have specific times I check emails and so forth, because you can't be running a business and doing this this week, this next week. So when you guys were really getting started with business, would you guys have a schedule that you guys really dialed in? Um, kind of, kind of. I mean, we... We had a little bit of a schedule in the way that, you know, Celine had a few hours spare in the morning. You know, she, she the, the nanny job she had, she dropped the kids off at school and she'd go back and do some, some chores for the family. And then maybe she had a couple of hours spare. And I tried to manage my work that occasionally my full-time job, although I was full-time, it, it occasionally allowed me to work from home. And, you know, I tried to take a, an extra long lunch break and you know we could just nip out and go do some door knocking but it was it was less about scheduling that time and more about just doing it whenever we had the time hey we've got a couple of hours let's go let's grab five properties let's go knock on five doors and you know not plan a 20 door door knock but just hey we've got time for four or five right now let's go and you know? Yeah, that's where I think the commitment comes in. Mm. So if you can't be uh, that disciplined to have a schedule, like Christian, that's, you're very disciplined and you work well inside boundaries like that, but not everybody does. So I think that's awesome that you, uh, 
you just when whenever you had a moment, that's what you that's what you chose to do, which is I feel like that's definitely me. And, and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a time when Celine and I were in a very comfortable stage in the way that financially we were comfortable. Granted, we lived paycheck to paycheck, right. but we were comfortable paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, when we first started the business, we, we went gun-ho, we went everything, we went all out, we were, you know, 24-7. And then we did hit a stage after a couple of months of, oh, this is this is this <laughs> Simple is but not easy. Yeah, this is simple <laughs> but not easy, and it's tough right now. And we had to remind ourselves to say, no, we, you don't stop just because it gets difficult. You know, you've got to just keep going and break through and continue and continue. And, again, consistency versus comfortability. Mm, very good. Very cool. Very good. All right. Well, great. Another question I got here. Let's see. Um, I'm going to point this one to Mike, Mike Vaness. So, Mike, um, you know, <laughs> get asked all the time. It feels like we're in the club. But, you know, do I need to be licensed and then, like, you know, how much time do I need to set aside like in this business and running this business? This is kind of like a multi-part question that, that somebody's listed out here. Like, do I need to be licensed or if I am licensed, should I stay licensed? And, you know, how much time do I need to like put into this business on top of whatever else I'm doing? And like, how did you get started doing that? And and I know you had that question way back in the day too, coming from, you know, waiting tables at the ripe old age of what, 24, I think it was. Yeah, um, I you know I get asked that question a lot. You know, how, <clears throat> how how much time do I have to commit to this business? And you know, kind of bouncing off what John and Christian were saying, you know, it's it's really when I started, I, I worked. I didn't have a full time job, but I had multiple part time jobs. <laughs> so I had to kind of pick and choose my battles. You know, when I had free time, I could either go to the gym mm-hmm. or go do something recreational that really didn't produce anything for me, you know, essentially, or I choose to get out there and door knock and work my business. You know, that's, that's really how I started. I probably put in about 10 to 15 hours a week consistently, which isn't much. It's not much at all. It's not much in terms of, of the week, the time of week. However, it is a lot for this business on a consistent basis. Working that many hours on a consistent basis is really, really great. It's, it's a lot, believe it or not. Got it. And then, and then that other part of that. So, I, you know, I'm coming here. I want to be a real estate investor. Do I need a license? <laughs> so I, I've been doing this, I mean, I, gosh, going on seven years now. I'm still not licensed. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't really plan to be anytime soon. I mean, we're buying and selling our own properties. So just a, a, an agent is somebody that – represents buyers and sellers. Do I work with them from time to time? Absolutely. But, you know, that's not my forte. That's not what I'm comfortable with. I'm not, I don't get excited about doing open houses and driving people around on Saturdays. You know, I'm, I'm more interested in transactions, you know, designing, um, you know, contracts and negotiations with homeowners and really putting the deal together. I mean, you could be licensed if you'd like. Um, I, Honestly, it's it's kind of a different side of the coin completely. You know, agents are taught how to buy and, you know, represent buyers and sellers and put contracts together. They're not taught how to be real estate investors, you know. And I know people, you know, they come to the club and they're always asking, well, you know, should I do this too? 
And honestly, I think it's just a, it's it's another distraction, mm. you know. And there's so there's so many directions you can go. And I mean, I've seen people come and go. They got their license at the same time, then they have to go list it with the broker, and the broker, you know, essentially, essentially they're under a ball and chain sometimes. Which it's like, you know, you came to you came to get in, into real estate to be free to have your own time, but all I all I see you doing is working for somebody else still. Mm. Yeah, got it. And obviously, being being licensed, Melina, what would would you add anything to that? No, I I, w- I would agree with that. I, I my concern is always for students who are trying to break into real estate, and they think that they should get their license so that they can be a better real estate investor. And truly, one has nothing to do with the other. And I I agree with Mike. I think that it is a distraction. I think you're trying to learn two completely different businesses at the same time, and it's very confusing. And I think that you know a confused mind does nothing. Yeah. So that's what I see happen. And I think what Mike said is exactly right. People end up doing nothing. Mm, great. Awesome. Well, thank you. All right. So my next question uh, we got here is, so I'm kind of shy. I'm really not clear on, like, I joined the club and you, you guys are always preaching you got to build relationships. And I really want to build relationships with experienced people. I should, you know, one of the things that we say all the time is, you know, you, you need to hang out with, you know, the people that are doing what it is that you want to do. So how do I go about doing that? And uh, I'm going to direct this this question to Peter that I got back here. Um, mm-hmm. Could you hear all that back there? Yes. Okay. My my feedback for that would be, and, and one of the things that my coach used to really, really emphasize to me, and it took me a long time to really get it, is it's just a conversation. And coming from where I come from, sometimes a conversation is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And the conversation part of it was I had to get a lot around people to be the example of what I wanted to be. And I had to surround myself with the positivity. I had to surround myself with people who do the right thing so that I could learn to do that as part of my business. So for me, like part of part of my first year was a lot of self-development, a lot of really finding out who I was designed and created to be and how I could apply the the talents and the gifts that I was gifted with into not only this business, but first and foremost, my life. And one of the things that I tell students when we're going to the door or when we're talking to people, it's like, you have to come from a space of of genuineness. You have to have a, a, a space of integrity where who you are representing yourself to be is congruent with who you really are. Because people do business with people they know, people do business with people they like. And if like we all have been around that person that like you see them and they're talking, but you know that what they're saying doesn't match with who they are. Mm. And we pick up on that. People get that. So one of the the best advice I can give and at least testify in my own story is is be congruent. And if who you congruently are doesn't match this business, then you need to be around people be it via mentorship, be it around a accountability partner, someone who exhibits the characteristics that you want to grow into. And then just observe, like kind of model that person, do what they do and say what they say. And ultimately you can grow into being that person. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good. So you're, you're saying, so when you come to the club, be authentic, be who you really are. Don't be fake and phony and try to be something that you think somebody else needs you to be, right? And then be able to to actually receive it. I, it's hard to articulate. Maybe somebody in here can can do this for me. 
it's really hard to articulate when I get asked a lot, you know, like, so what's different about you guys and why is this place so different and what is it I feel that's going on? There's something here. And I can remember the first time meeting Peter, you know, when you first came to, to training and you're really in a, a kind of a dark, dark spot. And, you know, even being to a, a place of really like, is this really real? Like, are these people really real? Um, what, what took place? Like, how, how did you break through that? Like, I know you just said, come here and be authentic, but that took you a long time. Melina's going to Well, say yeah, so. I, I was actually going to say, I think that the, the piece that is important to understand is that the, and what sets us apart from everybody is that we actually want you to be authentic, even if that's in a dark place, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that is like, if you're broken, just be honest about being broken. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that sets us apart from everybody else. And I think for me, that was the key that allowed me to show up in that space. Because, yes, I was very skeptical, but I was transparent about my skepticism. I was very open. Um, I was in a place in my life spiritually where I was working on those aspects. Mm. And it just happened to be at the perfect time that I was willing to to be naked, if you will, like to be exposed and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what is going on in my world. And I'm okay with that. But I just need to know that what you are showing me is true. I'm, I'm willing to tell you that I question based on my character, but I'm willing to listen and believe you if you tell me the truth. And that's one thing I have to say has been part of my entire journey and my relationships here is that being true. Like when we talk about our core purpose, like mine is unearthing truth. I sat and had a conversation with a student yesterday for like two hours, and it was just digging and digging and being honest and being in depth. And like, I could tell the person really saw that I genuinely cared. Mm. And it was like, I'm now getting a chance to give back the same Mm. thing that was given to me because now I'm modeling myself around the people and becoming exactly like the people I hang around because of their influence on my life. Very cool. Tim, you're going to add something to that? Please. Yeah. For me, I, um, the question for me, like, what's different about us than others is, um, frankly, I, th- I think it's that we care, right? I mean, I-, I hear what Peter's saying, and I remember being in that space of m- me. It was me over here and the club over there. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a long time to realize that the people over there really cared. You know, it's... Um, if if you're somebody who is, uh, you know, just out to get it and it's all about the P&L, then this group isn't for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So we we actually care. We want – P&L, profit and loss. Yeah, profit and loss. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, if it's just about the money for you, then this group really isn't going to be for you. I mean we make good money and we do well – financially speaking however that's not what it is for us or at least that's my ex- what it's become for me here and it took me a long time to realize that those people over there in the club really did care and i had to get past that like i i'm kind of lost on the question part of the question was i think was um partnerships and things like that and, sure. and working inside of the club. At least that's what I heard in the question. And for me, I, I kept myself separate for a long time because I didn't believe that the people over there would actually receive me when I came to them. I was too shy to go talk to a senior investor, you know, and then I would go and make up an excuse that, oh, well, the investor's too busy. He's not talking to me. 
Mm. Well, in reality, it was me not reaching out to them because mm. I'm not even on their radar yet. Like I bring nothing to the table. They're open for me, but I got to bring it. Mm. And it took me to actually bring that and start working with like working inside of what was already there and really um, seeing the seeing all of you. I mean, the people in this room, there's what, 15 people in here that I totally look up to and that six years ago I would be. I would feel like I didn't belong in this room and I wouldn't even attempt to be in this room. And I want to make sure that people know that we're open for you to be in this room. You just got to show up. Mm-hmm. Well said. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Oscar, you and uh... Yeah. You know, <clears throat> what I hear is the difference between the corporate world and who we are and people can't embrace that. So that's that for me, that's what shows up differently is what they've said, right? We care. In corporate America, they don't care. They care about the bottom line. That's all that matters, and you're just a number. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it from that perspective and you're, you see something that looks and feels so different, it can't be real. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's not my world. That's not where I'm coming from. Every, yeah. Everybody I deal with is stabbing me in the back. They're tripping me up. They're doing yeah. whatever they can to prevent me from having success. Right. Where here we're like, no, we're, we're here to help you be successful. Right. We're here to embrace you for whoever you are, whatever you're going through, and lift you up and get you to that next step, right? Simple words, we care. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. We, <laughs> well, certainly, Lynn and I are, are ones where, where well, sometimes I'll say too transparent, but <laughs> well, we, we keep it, we keep it really real and, and, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whatever the case may be, we, we just we just hit it head on. Our our belief is that, you know, we we need each other in order to grow a business and at the same time, you know, part of that business in, in life, we keep score, if you will, by the bank account. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how a lot of people keep score. It's like I succeeded because I have X. Whereas when we look around this room, a you know, success for uh, for me at least, and I know for Melina for sure is is the real value of the relationships. Like, like I like all of you guys, and you know, really, I love all you guys. I want to hang out with you, and I I want people to be able to have that experience in life. You know, because that's the that's the value. The value isn't in I closed another you know forty thousand dollar deal or fifty thousand dollar deal or whatever. That's there's no I don't know. That's just lost its value for me. Um, and I get we have to make money. Don't get me wrong. So that's not not what I'm saying. But I just think that it, the byproduct, these relationships are what's the most important thing. So Yeah, I was just thinking about that as Oscar was speaking. I was thinking how just the, the power in the relationships inside of this room. Because as Oscar was speaking, like, hey, just come as you are. And we want to get you to that next place. I was just thinking about Kevin and Oscar, right, and their relationship. So Kevin is like, he's behind me right now. I can feel his (laughs) eyes in the back of my head. And uh, (laughs) I was just thinking how, you know, their relationship has like, you know, Kevin's been with us from day one. And then over the years, right, Sito, how your relationship with like, what's Oscar been for you? Um, I can't even say, but it's been, uh, I don't know, he's taught me so much. I mean, even in the last few months that we've been meeting with students we've been having meetings i just sit back and and observe what's going on because as much as we're we're showing uh new 
you know, the new people that are coming in, what we're doing, I'm learning just like they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting all these things from them that I, I you know, I, I don't always listen because I'm ADD kicks in and I just, <laughs> you know, start, started uh, wandering off. But I mean, Oscar's just taught me so much and I, I, I'm grateful for him because he has patience because I don't always, again, I don't always listen, nor do I take, you know, all the advice that he's given me. But now, you know, I, I definitely appreciate more. I definitely appreciate him more than, than what I have been. We've mm-hmm. kind of grown up around here. I mean, yeah, being here since you know, seventeen years old and being twenty six now. I mean, those are some formidable years. That uh, you know, yeah, that's what I was actually thinking about. I was thinking about just the power in that. How you know, um, you know, Oscar is gray, uh, and <laughs> I, I think you said great. <laughs> I, I, think, I did. That's what I think was. you are correct. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just thinking about that how the relationships we've had have been you know so just at different stages different times and you know as Oscar was speaking it was just making me think about that yeah it's, yeah it's pretty cool yes we've got yeah some youngins and some some old ones. We even got Frank in the room. I, I was actually him, thinking about that. I was, I was, I was contemplating. <laughs> I was thinking about Frank and Kathy and like who they were when they very first came and making that transition uh, from being employee to entrepreneur and what that looked like and just the growth that you guys had to go through both personally, probably first personally, you know, and then for you to be able to then take that and now share that with other people. Well, it's really interesting looking back because going through that process, being so close to what was happening, I didn't even know it. You know, I can articulate and see it now, but I didn't know that I had to go through all of those things to be able to stay in this business and um, become a real estate investor. I didn't know. I, I really didn't understand what I was getting myself into, honestly. <laughs> I, I think if we knew, we wouldn't have done it. Um, yeah. Or maybe I'll, I'll speak for myself. If I would have known... What I had, what I would have had to go through, personally, mm-hmm. you know, to build up my character and who I am, I would have, I would have been like, no way, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, they can't see the thumbs down, but she was giving a big thumbs, thumbs down. down. <laughs> like I'm not doing that. Well, thank, thank God we can't see the future, right? I, or, or at least the struggle. And I, th- I think that's, um, I think that's important. Like we were talking, you know, the, the struggle, the. The, the example we had the other day in, mm-hmm. in Bible study, right, when we were talking about the metamorphosis, the metamorphosis mm-hmm. right, the whole going through the cocoon and the struggle to, you know, have the caterpillar come out and be the... Yeah, it's an interesting question to ponder, isn't it? Does the, does the caterpillar look at the cocoon and know <laughs> what it's going to take to break out of that cocoon in order to become the butterfly? And if they did know, would they do it? Yeah. I, th- I think it's interesting that the caterpillar actually spins the cocoon. How rude. How rude. How rude. Nice. We have a saying inside of the club whenever your phone goes off in the middle of a time when it shouldn't be, we say, how rude. You'll learn if you come. Techno demon. Yeah. Mike, what were you doing? Turn the phone off. I think that's actually Josh in the background somewhere. But, uh, he doesn't have a microphone, so we can say it must have been him. So, well... Uh, so, 
you were you were saying as you got cut off, do they actually know? I don't know. Actually, Tim was talking about the caterpillar is the one that spins the cocoon. Mm. Yeah, the caterpillar actually the caterpillar actually makes that choice mm-hmm. and spins the cocoon. And whether or not he knows that it's going to be a painful transition, growing wings, but uh, he does it anyway. You know, we'll, we we'll never we know. We don't know if the caterpillar knows, right? If, right. if uh, what it's going to take to actually grow wings, but he does it. He chooses. He chooses it. He chooses the cocoon. Yeah, wow. I built that cone easy enough. Uh, I didn't have no idea it was going to be hard to get out. Of it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. The spinning was the easy part. That's like the joining. <laughs> yeah, I joined the club, so therefore it should be easy. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right, Christian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, uh, what Tim was saying, I remember sharing at uh, one of the masterminds in the club how humans are really the only the only thing on earth that have the power of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shared, you know, a birds in the winter they can only fly you know north and if you say hey if you if another bird goes up to another bird and says hey we should go south they're gonna say heck no i'm a bird i go i go that way right and humans we have the power of choice and we can you know go wherever we want to go so yeah well look we have guys we have pages of questions here and we got to talk and i'm not sure how many questions we actually answered but we we have a ton so we're not going to be able to get to all of them this week here's what we're going to do um we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up for today and come back and there's a ton of questions here that people have that we're going to talk about some entities next time and setting those up and what are we doing and and most importantly how we met Oh, you're going to share how we met? For sure. You Ooh. are? Yes. Really? I, I've been around to the beginning, and I still don't know the answer. <laughs> I can't wait. The Lunas have known him for 17 years and don't know. <laughs> wow. And you just heard Melina said she's going to share. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Wow. Well, <laughs> I know. That's a uni- <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I made up my own story. Yeah. yeah. There's That's a lot true. of stories that have been made There's up. There's a unicorn in there. <laughs> 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 Oh, gosh. All right. NWAC, flipping out and flipping off. Catch you guys in a couple weeks. (laughs) Bye.